We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my glorious friends. I'm so honored you're spending a part of your day with, here, with me here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. Yes, an ingredient I found to be so helpful in making all of my relationships work better, as well as improve my life on every level, is the power of my intuition. I don't know about you, but I didn't always trust the hints from my gut. However, after things went really off track in my life, I started to pay more attention to those inner promptings, and I'm so glad I did. My life has much improved since connecting with my inner compass and is my sincere intention to help others do the same. Someone else who clearly shares this intention is my incredible guest, Penny Pierce. Penny is a respected intuitive empath as well as a popular lecturer, counselor, and trainer. She is also the author of several wonderful books, including Leap of Perception, The Transforming Power of Your Attention, Frequency, The Power of Your Personal Vibration, and The Present Moment, A Daybook of Clarity and Intuition, The Intuitive Way, The Definitive Guide to Increasing Your Awareness. So a lot of really powerful and amazing books. Penny specializes in intuition, sensitivity development, and dream work. She has been on the faculty of Kaiser Institute, working with their intuition fellowship program to train hospital CEOs, healthcare consultants, and philanthropists in the development of visionary skills. She has teamed with shamans, led spiritual tours all over the world, taught at colleges and conferences, and has been featured on an extraordinary number of radio and television interviews. Something I really appreciate, respect, and admire about Penny is her ability to communicate from both sides of her brain, as well as her ability to solve problems creatively and the power of her incredible intuition. So Penny Pierce, thank you for sharing your time and wisdom with us here today on Empower Radio. Thank you so much, Tammy. I'm very excited about talking about your latest book, The Intuitive Way, The Definitive Guide to Increasing Your Intuition. So what led you to write this book? Well, actually, it's not my latest book. It's my first book. And oh, it's still that's right. Your latest book. It's the selling. trilogy. Okay. Yeah, it's part of a trilogy. Um, and it, it started because I had had started as um, doing readings and intuition training. And I did that for years and years with uh, Kevin Ryerson, who's a trance medium and worked with Shirley MacLaine. And we did a lot of work together. And I also worked with a group called the Center for Applied Intuition in San Francisco that was part of um, Stanford Research Institute. So... I had done that for a while, and I realized I wanted to to do a book, and it just seemed logical that would be the first one. So The Intuitive Way is a course, actually, on intuitive development, and it has 10 chapters, 10 phases, and as you do them, an actual process begins that you follow, and it opens the intuition for you. So it's kind of a guidebook. Yes, I love that. So what makes your book different from other intuition books? I think that that it is very classic, and it, it goes through the whole process of 
learning to clear yourself, not just do exercises to develop psychic ability, but actually to deepen your own process of knowing and working with your right brain by clearing fear and the subconscious mind and understanding that in the early stages, it's not always all pleasant. You know, Mm -hmm. part of what comes up for you as information are the things that you're trying, that the soul is really trying to get rid of. You know, it's like erroneous thoughts or partial perceptions that aren't Mm -hmm. quite fully true. And how do you recognize that? And how do you work with that? And then all the different kinds of ways you can apply intuition. So it's a very comprehensive book. Yes. Yes, I love that. Something you say that I find very interesting is that the intuition is one of the most important survival skills we can have right now. What do you mean by that? It's especially true now as as we're finding that more and more and more intuition, I mean, excuse me, information is flooding us daily. You know, it's like the information age is just out of control and we're trying to process it all in a linear fashion. And it's just with the left brain, you know, it's just too much. It's, you can't do it. And it will be really, truly the intuitive skills, moving to the right brain, working with direct knowing, deciphering energy information, working with empathy and feeling into things that we're going to survive this you know, acceleration and the intensification of, of knowledge because um, we just can't do it in a linear way anymore. So intuition really is going to be the key to moving into, I've been calling it the intuition age, you know, out of the information age into the intuition age, which is spiritually based, not mentally mm-hmm. based. So and happy to hear so that. Gene Houston said something years ago about how each age is half of the last. So it's like we're going into this spiral, which of course I love because we're on journey to center here today. But like the Stone Age, the Ice Age, the Renaissance, it's like each age is half of the last. So the information age is moving very quickly, but now you're saying we're going to be going into the next age, next phase, which is becoming more soul-based or heart-based. Yes. Well, if you even go back further, we had the industrial age. Mm, yes. Um, and, and that was very much about the body. It was all physical. It was all about mechanical processes and step-by-step, you know, growth and machines. And, but then everything accelerates. So that accelerated so much that we ended up getting computers, which made us leap into, through the Internet especially, mm-hmm. you know, into the information age. And then that's been accelerating more and more. And the Internet certainly has sped everything up by giving us so much access to everything. You, you know, type in one word on Google and you've got like 10 pages of stuff, you know, on it. Yes. And, um, and that is getting us to that point now where we can't process things fast enough mm-hmm. in the old way. So right. we're about to jump into this all-at-once kind of knowing, which is right-brained and intuitive. More spatial direct. rather than linear. You're immersed mm-hmm. in the field of knowledge, and it comes into you in impressions and patterns, not so much in bits and bytes, disjointed bits and bytes. You know, know, what you're saying is uh, really giving me hope. I remember years ago a teacher saying to me, we're going to be in trouble if our intellect um, outweighs our heart. 
but you believe we're going into more heart-based space. So to me, that gives me great hope. Well, I think the heart is a kind of knowing. I think it's important to understand that it's not about emotion. Yes. Heart is a unifying kind of consciousness that reveals oneness and many of the principles of the intuition age, how everything's interconnected, the unified field, the present moment. It's as though the heart is the present moment. You know, it is the soul at a large sense. It is the collective consciousness. And when you move to the heart and really, really experience it, it's not about emotion. It's, it's almost like love becomes something like, I always said, the perfect fit. Everything fits together perfectly, works perfectly, supports each other perfectly. You know, it's an amazing engineering feat to look at the universe and see how it functions. And that is the perception of the heart. But you get into that also through the right brain, which is non-language oriented. You know, and you, you understand intuition by moving entirely into the present moment and being with things. That's right brain perception and letting patterns come into you and then surface and bubble up, mm-hmm. you know, rather than attacking them with your intellect, you know, and trying to figure it all and out. And that is, that is the feeling. Proof. It's like trying to understand and it's like a forcing energy. For me, as I've meditated, I feel I've um, developed my intuition and I trust it. And with it comes this sense of almost like wonder, awe, reverence, not knowing, but also knowing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's been just um, a really wonderful journey tapping into my my intuition. Yes. Uh, when you say not knowing, it's that the left brain doesn't really have it all, you know, figured locked out, locked down and defined. But I don't need to know. I trust. And you don't sometimes need that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, some areas you do, but the left brain is not the boss anymore. It's the instrumenter. <laughs> It's not I mean, it's not me. the master of the universe, it, which it thinks it is. And, of course, yes. when you get too left brain dependent, we get into ego. That's ego. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, I was thinking and the ego same thing. death, which psychologists talk about all the time, really is that shift to the right brain and the right brain being the master, the right brain being the wise one. You know? So talk we're in language. that shift right now. This is fantastic. I love this conversation so much. So, Penny, so somebody's listening and they're thinking, well, I'd like to start, you know, cultivating or developing my intuition to a greater degree. Are there some things you can suggest to really start to to delve into that or open to it more fully? Yes. First of all, the development of trust in your own insights is very important. And the way I do that is I've imagined that there's a little part of my own mind, I guess you'd call it, that I call the inner perceiver. Some people might call it the Holy Spirit or the inner voice, but I think it's a part of me, but it, its function is to reveal things to me, to help me notice what I notice, and it makes me notice certain things and not other things. So I then make life meaningful to myself in a certain sequence of things while you make it meaningful to yourself in another sequence. You know, And if we will listen to that part, that inner perceiver, and say, Okay, well, why am I noticing this right now? What's the message in this? What do I already know about this person? What, what am I trying to show myself or teach myself right now? And you start having a dialogue with it, and all throughout the day. It tends to help you check in, which is very important, 
And then you answer yourself right away. So what do I already know about this situation? Well, get quiet a minute and feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this, this just does not feel really comfortable. My body feels antsy. Something's not quite right. Okay, well, what might that be? Oh, maybe I'm missing a piece of information, or it's too early, or the timing's off, or someone's not really as honest as they seem to be. You know, and, and if you start asking and answering your own questions that way, mm-hmm. but it has to come from a place of quiet and calm, where you're not in a hurry and you're not judgmental, then you start to develop a sense of trust in, oh, okay, I see, yeah, that's right, and then on to the next one. So I do that all the time. It's kind of a, an ongoing daily practice. <clears throat> and the other thing is, um, I think, the sort of cultivation of a thought of what is the inflow trying to do next through me? So I always think of that there's a, a flow of energy, and it's coming from the whole great big unified field, and it's coming from everyone. Down to me, it's like we all want me to do something so that I can help everybody else and be part of it all. It's all hooked up. So what does the inflow really want to do now? And I'll answer that question. You know, So I, I think I'm saying ask yourself these leading questions and then take the answer you get. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I'll do that if I'm confused about something. I'll meditate let the monkey mind relax and go silent, ask a question. And the answer comes from a very different place. I almost feel like it bubbles up from within or drops in to the back of my consciousness. And I really believe we all have so much wisdom within ourselves. If we just learn to ask the questions and listen to the answers. That's right. And what I was saying is it's often a very obvious thing that is the answer, that it was Mm -hmm. right there in front of you and you weren't looking at it. It's not always real complicated. You're right. It's usually pretty simple. I remember when um, my life wasn't working and I sat down to meditate about it. It's like, why can I not move forward? Why is my life not working? My relationship's money. And what I heard, and I would say my soul responded by saying, because you're constantly turning around looking at your past. You can't move Mm -hmm. forward if you're looking at your past. I keep moving backwards because that's what I keep thinking about, focusing on. And I was like, that's That's so profound. It was so simple. And it was so true. It's like, quit dwelling on those relationships and forgive, move forward. These are ways that we block the flow of energy. Yes. And like looking at the past or projecting into the future or comparing yourself to someone else or thinking that it's never worked for me, so why will it now? you know, making the present moment like the past, you know, and, and those things just keep energy from flowing. And when the right. energy doesn't flow, the intuition can't come. When you're not right. in the present moment, it doesn't come. You know, when you're in negative thinking, it doesn't come. So there are a lot of ways we block it. And another thing, you know, as I've suggested that, you know, clients embark on this or readers embark on this, sometimes they come back and it's like, how do I know I'm not just making this up? What would you say to them? I would say that you, you start by trusting yourself unconditionally. And you might start with very innocuous choices, like what do I want to eat for dinner? And it's not right or wrong answers. It's about what feels just right. 
and you start making your choices based on what feels just right, not weighing it, uh, the pros and cons with the left brain and doing your, you know, why this is good and why this is bad, but just say what feels right, just right in this moment, and then go with that and then validate it. And the next thing that comes up, um, when do I want to leave the house for an appointment? And ask your body to show you by getting a little anxious that, okay, right now, go right now. So that you tune in a lot to your body sensations and your sort of truth and anxiety signals that you have deep down. And you start to make choices based on that. So then when it comes to a bigger choice, you can entertain, okay, I have this big idea. What should I do? I have A, B, C, D, and E options. And then you could imagine going into each one of those, living it like a little movie, seeing how your body responds, then project it ahead six months or a year or even further. How does it feel now? And, you know, it needs to stay, you know, comfortable, deeply comfortable. And that's often how I tell whether something's really truthful for me is it's deeply comfortable, not superficially comfortable, you know, because that deep, it might be easy. It might be easier to tell a little white lie than to tell the truth, but you won't be deeply comfortable. I think what you're saying is so profound. I think it's also true when we think we want something. Do we want that from the ego's perspective or the soul's perspective? Mm -hmm. What you're saying about checking in going into the future and, and the deep comfort. I think it could be very telling as far as the, what we want and why. Yes. And I think we need to have a, almost like a new set of criteria for how we make decisions. That is, does this option allow me to be in my home frequency more to be myself, my true self more? Does it open me to growth and expansion and more exposure or does it make me feel like I'm hiding or I have to protect myself or I'm not really safe, you know, um, does it really open up and flow and, and, or does it help me and other people at the same time? Is it win, win, win? <laughs> I use that term all the time. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I'm having all kinds of revelations and epiphanies. I am just loving this conversation. I know <laughs> that it's going to support me, uh, and continuing to expand. I think this is just really, really some amazing um, wisdom here, Penny. I really, really appreciate this. So I feel my meditation has helped me open more fully to my intuition. Is that something that you believe or you suggest? Meditation, yeah. Uh, but you can do it in a number of ways. I think it is important to be able to stop your mind and the inner, inner voice, the chatter. And as much as possible, soak into the silence and be, because then you get a sense of rejuvenation, you know, and, and it gives you a habit too of being able to be deep enough that the answers you get will come from a core place and not just from the superficial left brain stuff that, you know, it, it really isn't real. It might relate to the past, but not to the present. Mm -hmm. It might have worked in the past, but this situation that you're in now is totally different, you know. Um, so I think meditation is many, has many, many advantages, but you can also do the mindfulness practice, which I was saying before, of just being with what is during your waking reality. 
being really fully present and and working with your attention to place attention on and in whatever you're paying attention to, you know, to really go in and be with it. And often what happens then is you will feel into it and you will merge with it and you'll know like a flower, let's say, from the flower's point of view, you'll become the flower. You'll know what it needs. It, maybe it needs water or fertilizer. Maybe it's just full of joy. You know, and you'll know what, what part of life a flower occupies. And it's a part of you. So you find connections that way, you know. Um, and I, so I think that mindfulness is a fantastic meditation also. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. being with things by paying attention fully. You know, and then the other part is that kind of meditation where you really stop the internal voice and you just be, you know, you let go of your identity and just be whatever you are. You know, you don't have ideas about concepts about self. And that's very freeing. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. So how do you believe meditation fits in with spirituality or religion? seems like sometimes they don't, the religious practices sometimes don't, it seems, the one, some of the ones I've dealt with don't really want you cultivating that so much. Yeah, I think spirituality and religion can be quite different. So, yes, um, I agree. Spirituality can be more of a mystical kind of connection with the divine, direct connection. Whereas I think religion often has priesthoods and rules and regulations that you have to follow in order to be good enough to get to heaven or something. Um, and I think there are places for, for both. Um, I think even in religion, though, prayer is probably meant to be meditation. Mm-hmm. Blessing people is a, is a practice. Lighting a candle for people. There are many ways that we all need to center ourselves. And I think Religion does it too, um, but uh, you know I think that there can be a kind of fear. I want to say this right because I don't want to put anything down, but I think sometimes with dogma, where there's so much belief and rules, that that gets to be left-brained, and we get away from the experience, the direct experience of the divine that comes through the heart or that comes through presence. You know, just pure presence and communion Mm -hmm. where you're not defining it. You're not saying I'm a good person because I went to church on Friday. It's over Sunday. Anyway, whenever you want to go to church. Yeah. (laughs) No rules. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But you know what I mean? It's um, I advocate more of a direct connection that sometimes I think priests may be in the way. Sometimes they're really helpful for, for, you know, as like therapists and guides and, um, you know, to help us feel more faith and so forth. But other times, and this is something you have to intuitively sense, I guess, is what kind of person is that priest? Mm -hmm. You know, where are they in their ego or are they really clearly, you know, a a clear person? Mm. I think that's wonderful. And we can use that in, in all of our relationships with people we may be dating, with our career mm-hmm. or work opportunities. I think that's a wonderful uh, nugget of um, wisdom that we can use in all areas of our lives. Yes. 
some good stuff. So Penny, we just have a couple minutes. Where do people go to find you? What's your website? What's going on? Can you tell me about your next yes, book? You can find me at my website is just my name. It's pennypierce.com. And that's spelled oddly. It's P-E-N-N-E-Y. And then P-E-I-R-C-E. And on that website, there's lots of free stuff. And I've got a calendar that's always up to date. And I'll be doing a lot of events in the fall in New England area. And, um, you know, just, and, and I do readings and all kinds of things too. So there's all, there's lots to do on the website. Right. And you have a new book coming out. Well, my new book is just out. It came out in May and it's called Leap of Perception, The Transforming Power of Your Attention. Mm, we have to come, have you come yeah. back and talk about that. <laughs> I haven't yeah, read that Martha one. I Beck need that wrote one. wrote the foreword <laughs> for me. You know, Martha Beck from O Magazine. She wrote yes. the foreword for the book and it's, it's wonderful. Oh, that's fantastic. You're just the gift that just keeps on giving, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> And again, I'm so honored to have this conversation with you and that we've been able to do two shows. I think that there's just so much here that can really support people if they want to live healthier, happier, more empowered, more intuitive lives. So just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You've been just a blessing and a gift for me today. Well, thank you, Tammy. Yeah, thanks for asking all the good questions. (laughs) (laughs) You're amazing. So, Adam, thank you for being my amazing producer. Thank you, Brent Carey, for this forum called Empower Radio and this creating this opportunity to have these conscious conversations to bring more light, love, joy, and uh, hopefully consciousness into the world. And to my lovely friends and listeners, it wouldn't be a show without you. So if you want to get a hold of me, please come to my website, TammyBPhD.com. Download my guided meditation. Get the report. Ask me questions. Do you want to be on the show? Do you have a suggestion for somebody you want on the show? Would love to connect with you. I'm here for you. Find me on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Just so, so grateful for your presence in my life. So take care of yourself onward and upward. God bless you. Bye for now. Bye for now.